Hello and welcome to a very special Codic Moments podcast. Today I'm joined with Dr. Matthew Holt. Hello. And basically whoever else happens to be on the Discord channel. We've embraced new technology. Woo! Hello. Hello. So certainly here today is Ali Cornwolf, the fabulous Saintly Stew, uh, and Square Freak, long-time listener, first-time caller. I'm going to see if he unmutes and actually says anything now. He's, he's stopped listening. He's already got bored and given up. Sorry, I didn't want you to have to hear me eating ice cream. <laughs> what a gentleman. <laughs> Priorities. So, Matthew, what, what, are we, uh, what are we here to talk about today? So, uh, yeah, this episode, because we realised we're getting near to E3 again, and we have a bit of a tradition over on the Credit Moments podcast. We record an E3 bingo session where we decide our predictions for the show, forget to edit it, and sometimes put it out about five weeks afterwards, sometimes never at all. Um, we thought we would try and do it live this time. So if we do forget to edit, at least people have an idea we did talk about something. Yeah, we didn't We didn't <laughs> just say that we, we got these things right. Yeah, we believe you. Yeah. Pretty much what we did last year. Borald Stuart Cullen joined us for an hour and a half podcast last year, um, and it never made it off the cutting room floor. <laughs> no, but between you and I, I mean, half of it was incomprehensible Scottish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You just nod a lot and say, I, I, and, and let him go. Yeah, so E3 predictions then. Oh, I like that. So um, take me through it. Where, where do we begin? What do we start with? Actually being slightly prepared. Both of us being slightly prepared as well. Crikey. We do have a list. And Ooh. actually, if we're just going to be sensible, we will do it in chronological order of uh, the first one that we we'll put on the list, which actually you populated a load of them. So crack on. You tell me, what's your, what's your first E3 prediction? Well, my first one, clearly, I've been saying this for about, what, the past four years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're going to announce a new Splinter Cell game. <laughs> it has been on the bingo sheet for four years now, so why shouldn't it be back on there? Uh, well, this year, I think I've actually got a stab at it. Given the recent extra mission that we had on Ghost Recon, and the hints that there might be something coming, I'm inclined to agree with you this time. You don't get Michael Ironside in for a 10-minute DLC, do you? Not unless you're really, really total, complete and utter <laughs> teasers. Yeah. Or you're called Clem Fandango. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> just a, a really obscure toast reference. Sorry, everyone. I thought it was... Uh, anyway, I'm not even going to go into it. Uncultured. The lot of you. <laughs> Get on Netflix, look for Toast of London. Right, moving on. You think Splinter Cell's coming back. You don't think it's just a skin for the crew, too. Like a Splinter Cell-themed car. With Michael Ironside's voice as kid. Yes. Oh, that'd be amazing. Actually, <laughs> let's put that down. Uh, a kind of Michael Ironside voiced Knight Rider car for the crew too. So if you can't get a full-on Splinter Cell game, that's what you'd take. I want Michael Ironside as kit. Okay. Or car. I'm not picky. If they are going to announce Splinter Cell, do you think it'd be this year? Or maybe next year? It'd better not be this year. Oh yeah! Oh, please be this shit, <laughs> please. If they if they do one of those things, like we're we're making a new Splinter Cell and it's available tomorrow, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I am going to fake my own death so I can buy it. <laughs> Knowing what Ubisoft are like, it'll be next year. They they don't announce something and release it within a few months. I think you're safe on that. No, and I think that probably takes us on to one of the other. E3 bingo things that we came up with, which is that the Division 2 is going to get a release date, and it'll probably be, I think you put the 19th of March, 2019. Yeah, I went, I went really specific. I thought if I'm going to put a date out there, I'll, I'll hang my hat on it. 19th of March next year, Division 2, quarter one release, 
aiming to bolster the year-end profits. You don't think they'll announce it for February and then end up pushing it back a month like they did with Far Cry? Quite possibly. It's Ubisoft. <laughs> so you're claiming either of those as a victory? <laughs> if it's out in March next year, that's the victory. But yeah, I, th- I think we are set to see quite a lot more about The Division 2. They have said you know, it's going to be a big part of the conference, their press section particularly. So I think we're not far away from it. And I don't think they can hold it further back than that, to be honest, because they've done all the content for The Division now. That's pretty much finished off. They have got a solid player base. But I think they need to get the new one out there quickly to try and capture the people they didn't quite convert last time. Any predictions on location? Stevenage. Stevenage. (laughs) You want something that is post-apocalyptic? Yeah, I struggle to think of anywhere better. Bracknell, maybe? Blackpool. (laughs) No, probably... It's going to be Detroit or Chicago, isn't it? Because they seem to be trendy US locations. Yeah. To use at or the Seattle, moment. that'd be good. You go over to Alcatraz. Oh, that'd be awesome. Is that not San Francisco? Did I say Seattle? You did. And he knew what I meant. Yeah, I wasn't really listening. <laughs> yeah. Seattle, that'd be good. They could finally kill, what's his name from that infamous game? <laughs> the man with the forgettable name. Yeah, oh, the, the yes. totally, totally forgettable protagonist. Oh. Sure, it's got a D in it. Delsin Rowe. Delsin Rowe. Delsin Rowe. I associate the Badger more with that now than I do him. (laughs) Definitely. Seattle was an interesting location. It was a beautiful game, but my God, was he a dull protagonist. Why they didn't bring Cole back, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) we're not predicting a new infamous game, or maybe we should. Enough about Delsin Roden. So have we got anything else that we think Ubisoft are going to throw out there? Or is anybody listening... Do they have anything they think Ubisoft is going to go for? I wouldn't be surprised if there was something more with the Mario and Rabbids from last year that is something that came out of nowhere that seemed to be a big hit. Whether they're going to announce a Raymond Rabbids 2, uh, Rabbids, Mario even. Do you think Nintendo will do it or do you think Ubisoft will do it? As in um, make the announcement, do you think it'll be a Ubisoft presentation piece or something that Reggie will get up and uh, start waxing lyrical about? Last year, I think Ubisoft announced it, and then didn't they cover more of the game in the Nintendo one? Because I think Nintendo are having a bigger presence this year as well, aren't they? That wouldn't be too difficult compared to the last few years. I think we'll get a tease of Skull and Bones. I don't think we'll get anything concrete, because they've they've pushed it back to like the back end of next year now, I think, by the sound of it. But the, it would be nice to see that they're still doing something with it, because it's a really interesting potential new franchise. Yeah. Yes, and I presume they may be learning from a lot of mistakes that Sea of Thieves has made. Not that it's a bad game, but mistakes were made on the, the launch of that and stuff. It, it sounds glib, but I don't see how they can fail if it is the naval warfare from Black Flag fleshed out. That I spent yeah. so much time playing that. Yeah. yeah. You know, stupid amounts of time. Well, they made, a, they made a second game out of it, didn't they? So they know it works. So, potentially a bit of Skull and Bones. Uh, we know there'll be something about the crew too, because that's coming up for release. I think they might tease something around the Far Cry DLC that we've not seen yet. We know what's coming. I wouldn't be surprised if they release something immediately after their press conference, because they've done that over the last couple of years, haven't they? They've had something that's been available for gamers straight away. So I think we might get something. I'm hoping it's remastered Blood Dragon, but I doubt that. Square Freaks just suggested Beyond Good and Evil 2. Oh, yeah, they might show some of that. Yeah, because we just got the FMV last year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we could see a bit of that, actually. That'd be nice, yeah. Good show. 
I think that covers Ubisoft. Yeah, pretty much. Something wacky will happen in Ubisoft. It always does. Yeah, there'll be a giraffe on stage. Yeah, something cringy. I'm starting to feel like Ubisoft might be the good guys after all. I think they're a company that got into a bit of a rut and were putting out annual iteration after annual iteration and, and became known for very, very samey, very safe, bottom line driven games. And I think they've taken a few chances and they've done some really interesting things and they've obviously looked at, well, this isn't a sustainable business model. Yeah. And I'm starting to suspect they might actually be the good guys at the moment. My days of thinking they're one of the big evil companies is um, is perhaps over. I'm sure I'm sure it is all market driven, but they're putting out a lot more interesting stuff these days, and they seem to be um, putting a lot more consideration into it as well. I'd agree. They're not. Yeah. They've not got the stigma that EA and Activision have. But they did. But they used to, and I think that's the that's the I, key I thing. I don't think they add it to the same degree because they still put out enough variation in games. Oh, they they had, were there were the annual churned iterations, yeah. but they they still did some interesting bits and pieces, and they did get stagnant. I don't disagree with that. But yeah, they're they're definitely putting out decent content. They are quite different to everybody else in terms of what they do, and still remain successful. Was it Unity when a lot of the the motion animation stuff just kind of went a bit That's broken, wasn't it? Yeah, people tarred them with the brush, and I think they've done well to to wash that off, like you're saying. Yeah, they've done a lot of work. Unlike EA, who just kind of go, well, microtransactions yeah. are in, stuff you, <laughs> pretty much. You're right. They're one of the good publishers. Um, and for me, they're alongside Bethesda in terms of quality of content. And that segues us nicely off Ubisoft and into the next round. Activision. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bethesda then. Yeah, Bethesda. I think Bethesda have got a couple of things that they're going to do. First one, blindingly obvious, Rage 2. We're going to see lots more about that. Yeah, so I mean, the... Yeah. Um, Rage 2 was originally leaked by Walmart in Canada, I think, along with a load of other titles. And then the kind of campaign they had for it on Twitter was just awesome. It was it was really good. It was just a vote everybody knew what they were on about already. It was brilliant. But I think I think they, they put a brilliant spin on it in that that became the joke. Yeah. <laughs> it, it worked. And from the really brief amounts they've shown, it doesn't look like Rage did. Because Rage was quite good, just ultimately a bit boring. All I've heard since this thing was announced is how disappointed people were with the ending of Rage. I never got to the end. I was bored. I'd, I'm sure I completed Rage. I just can't remember any of it. That's what type of game it was. I remember lots of loading. Lots and lots of loading. But it wasn't a terrible game. It just it, it didn't excite and intrigue. This one looks like it does. It, it looks like Mad Max meets Doom which I think is what they're going to market it as. And I'm in. I'm in. And it's by Avalanche as well. Just cause, guys. It's going to be mayhem. I remember it being good fun, but other than the fact that... Was you throwing stuff? Was it like shooting stars or knives or something? You could throw like a shuriken or something, couldn't you? There was a... Yeah, and dismember people and stuff. I remember having good fun with that. But other than that, I can't remember much about Rage. I think Kevin Moore's joined us. I have. Hey. Hey. This is our special Discord experiment show. It's awful. <laughs> I can mute you all at my whim. Oh, that's probably the best thing about it then. <laughs> Win-win. So anything else from Bethesda, Matthew? I think we've got some Prey DLC coming, and I think it's set on the moon, and I think we're going to get it as soon as they tell us. So I think it's ready to go. And that's mainly because I think the trophy list is already up. I hope there's a moon wizard. Oh, it's bound to put that in there somewhere. That wizard has come from the moon. Any game with a, a level on the moon should have a wizard. Yeah, that'll be in there. 
Definitely. But um, yeah, if there's a bit more Prey content, I will reinstall it and, and go for it because I really liked that game. I've been playing it in the past week or so. Are you getting anywhere near the end? I couldn't tell you if I'm on a You don't have a clue. <laughs> it's just, it's one of those games where there's so much to do and keep track of and I'm just like, oh, I don't know where I am. Yeah. It does seem to go on and on and on. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot and I would love to see some more content for that. Outside that, I'm not entirely sure what else they've got coming. I mean, unless they're going to announce another Skyrim port and that I'm going to be able to play it on my phone. There might be some more Elder Scrolls Online because that does seem, after its extremely rocky start, it does seem to still be going, which is surprising. And they're doing quite well out of it. And they're a relatively big pack, so there's probably going to be something on that. Maybe, maybe another announcement about another Doom game? Because we're two years since that released. So there's potential we might get a Doom 2. Yeah, 2016, why? I think the innovative and interesting stuff is probably going to come from Rage 2 and maybe Prey. Unless they're coming up with a new IP. Because apparently they've said this year they're, they're doing more than what they have in previous years. Because I think they're one of those companies that just to go, oh, all right, you're having this game. You're like, oh, okay, I'll have it. Thanks. So what about Starfield? What about Starfield? What is it? Enlighten us, because I actually haven't heard of that. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's a Bethesda game that they've been kind of talking about for a while, haven't they? I think it was... Um... It'll just turn out to be the light speed screensaver from Windows 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now it's Minesweeper. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. So they trademarked Starfield in 2013. There's just been speculation they're going to make a space-based RPG in a kind awesome. of Skyrim or Fallout vein oh, for okay. years, but they've, they've never actually announced or shown anything. And there's speculation, once again, that it, it could be this year. It probably won't be, but if there's rumours of a new IP, maybe that's it. Yeah, it could be. It could be. And actually, you just have prompted me. There is a chance we could hear that they're going to patch... Fallout 4 for VR or released the VR version on PlayStation because they have released it on PC but they've not done it the other way yet where Skyrim got the PSVR version first and then went to PC so potentially we're going to see Fallout again Am I going to have to put on slippy shoes? <laughs> that was brilliant play. Yes <laughs> Yeah <laughs> was, I still have put your Crocs on and stand in a metal case I still have nightmares about that I do too and I was just watching <laughs> yeah, that video never made it online I think someone someone still got it on their camera Ali is that you have you yeah, still got it I think I uploaded it somewhere yeah oh you'll have to send yeah. us a link alright so we're talking about E3 bingo suggestions I've got one how about a multiplayer game that doesn't actually feature a battle royale mode hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. I, I bet we don't get one <laughs> it's the year of battle royale Ugh. we're not going to get one are we even Battlefield's going to surprise announce that they've put a Battle Royale mode in. Yeah. <laughs> Square Freak's response to that is not bloody likely. I think that sums it up nicely. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other thing you'd put down here, which I really liked, actually, which is um, that The Last of Us 2 does feature a Battle Royale mode, which would kind of work <laughs> in that game. It probably would. It was a, it was a joke. But yeah, it would actually work when you start to think about it. It would have to be all shiv-based. It would. Like really yeah. gritty. Like if you get a gun, you've got maybe one bullet in it or you can pick up shivs and sticks and things. It would have to be yeah. really, really visceral. Yeah, let's make yeah. it messy. Of course it would. Yeah. <laughs> like proper Battle Royale. <laughs> I was never keen on the Last of Us multiplayer mode though. It's one of those I could never get into. What was it? I don't even remember. It was just Fireflies versus whatever the bad guys were called. 
It was one of those that if you didn't get into it on day one, you never stood a chance. Oh, okay. The leveling on it just it made it more frustrating than fun. You never felt like you were progressing. I, I'm not bothered if it has um, multiplayer or not, but it just yeah, just a thought. Maybe maybe they would be one you wouldn't necessarily expect, but could work quite well. All right, then what else have you got on your list? I have lots of other things on the list. Right, I'm going to start with Kojima. Continue with Kojima. Death Stranding. We know we're going to get a new trailer. And we'll put it out there now. I think it's going to make sense. No, shut up. Until the last minute. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) It will make sense up until the last minute. Then we will have no clue. But the big thing, I think we're going to get a release date. And I'm not going as specific as I was with um, Division 2. But actually, I think we're going to get it quarter two next year. I can never remember his name, but do you think the guy of uh, Walking Dead will be on stage with him? Andrew Lincoln. Egg. <laughs> that would be amazing, wouldn't it? <laughs> Dressed as Simon from Teachers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, yeah. <laughs> yeah, contractually not allowed to shave his beard. <laughs> to Square Freak, thank you very much. He's just said it's Norman Reedus. We we do know that, but what what you perhaps don't realise is that in the UK, Andrew Lincoln is a bit of a joke. <laughs> in the, well, no, he's, he's an actor still. But <laughs> in that he, um, he used to be in a romantic drama called... This Life, yeah, where he played yeah. a character called Egg. <laughs> and then he played a teacher called Simon in what was admittedly an absolutely brilliant comedy program it called was, Teachers. Yeah. Uh, and then he did nothing except Love Actually. And then somehow he ended up in one of the most successful television programs <laughs> of all time with a beard. Yeah, so, he took an eight-year holiday in between. Yeah. Go Andrew <laughs> Lincoln. Anyway, back to it. Will he have Norm on stage with him? Possibly. I wonder if he'll get him and Matt and Guillermo. I wonder if he'll have them all together. His Twitter account's been putting out lots of pictures of them all sat around mocap sessions and recording sessions. So potentially we'll drag them along because it does um, it does seem like they're quite proud of what they're working on. So I think we could see them. Okay, I like that. That sounds good. I've, I want to know what it is. I, I watched some absolutely, completely paranoid video on YouTube the other day saying that it was basically Metal Gear Zero. Uh, it seemed like the entire crux of it was if you cut the logo up into enough parts and then spin various ones around and overlap them in really odd ways and then highlight various bits of it, you can make MGS zero. You're like, oh my God, this is just insanity. It's just wishful thinking, isn't it? No, I, I, I don't think it's going to be Metal Gear, but I just don't know what it is going to be. And the, just the name itself, Death Stranding. I do, I do wonder if it's something to do with examining multiple near-death experiences. Or, or or something like that, but uh, not a clue, not a clue until we get get hold of the game. Definitely, I hope it's about space whales. Big country. <laughs> oh, he's been there, done that. <laughs> the devolved nation has just decided to take itself off into the, the stratosphere, and that'd be just our luck. <laughs> Speaking of Norman Reedus and tenuous segues, day's gone. Yeah, I've heard bad things I, about this. Yeah, th- and this is where I'm going. One with this one. I think that's coming out next February. I think it's it's coming just after the new year when it got a lot of competition. But I think we're all going to be a bit disappointed after seeing it this time round. And that's mainly based on the current reports that are flying around that he's not the most exciting game in the world. It's a bit ropey. The mechanics don't seem to quite be there. It's a bit sluggish and that's that's a bit worrying because I think it had a lot of uh, a lot of potential. That's disappointing. Ooh, what else have we got in here? Crackdown 3. Do you think we'll finally see a release date? Do you think we'll see anything? That's another one that's kind of gone off into the ether. <laughs> I don't think that's ever going to surface. I think it's going to be the new Last Guardian, but without the critical acclaim. <laughs> I think you're both wrong. I think Crackdown 3 is going to be the crux of Microsoft's presentation. 
It is. They are going to go whole <laughs> hog on it, and then you're still never going to see the game released. Oh, you're just so out there. Royale mode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what's delayed it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to come out on Switch. <laughs> Square Freak says, will we get to see Terry Crews on stage? I hope oh, so, because I Terry Crews so. makes everything at least 250% better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does. Terry he does. loves yogurt. In fact, Terry is about the only thing that will make me say yogurt instead of yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got on here? Anthem gets a ton of hype from the press, but consumers still aren't sure about it. I really like the look of Anthem, but it was another one of those, um, am I remembering this right? Was it another one of those fake co-op demonstration oh, yeah. video Hi, releases? I'm that we got? I, no, I, think it was, I think it was genuine, but it's um, it's just destiny. Ultimately, that's what it is. They're trying to jump on the back of it, and they announced it when Destiny was out, and now we've had Destiny 2 and Anthem is still not out. I just don't think it's going to set the world alight. I think there are other games which are doing that kind of online play and can't play a lot better. I was kind of excited about it. It looked really good. That um, you know, Being able to transition from flying in the air into an underwater world was looked really, really visually impressive. It can look nice. I just, I just don't think it's going to grab the market that they want but I, I don't dispute the press are going to go nuts about it it will be uh one of the top games of the show but it's got the marketing budget i'm going to take this opportunity to um to get another tenuous segue in speaking of marketing budgets or lack thereof what about the vita <laughs> <laughs> the vita 2 so, is going to be announced do you want, do you want phone. my actual <laughs> Do you want my actual prediction that I wrote down? <laughs> I know we. I, I can see it on our Trello board. I know exactly what you wrote down. So Sony haven't given up. They're going to announce a new use for the Vita. Like a doorstop. It's going to be the back scratcher peripheral in horse grooming world. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I for one would buy horse grooming world. I, I, I know you would. It's just a shame that game doesn't exist. Yeah, what if it came with a back scratcher? <laughs> I hate to say it. I think there's a lot of people who would buy horse grooming world and be disappointed that the title wasn't what they expected. <laughs> yeah, this isn't Pippa Funnel. Again, I think they might think that was a euphemism too. <laughs> uh, now they've they've announced that they're not manufacturing um, cartridges anymore. They're they're going to stop production on the machine. They haven't given up on handheld completely, but whether we're going to see a new device at any point in the future, I doubt it. It's a lovely piece of kit. It just didn't sell as well as they needed, and it didn't have the size of the install base, even though the install base is quite passionate about it. It did much better on the indie market, but um, for Sony as a company, it's not obviously doing the business. And it's been out. How long now? Is it? Eight years. Oh, it's eight years? Ish, I think. So, you know, you think console cycles are eight to ten years maximum. It's approaching the end of its life. And I know people will say, oh, yeah, but they stopped supporting it three years ago. Well, because it didn't have the user base to put the money into it. That's why the the, um, the independent stuff did so well, because, you know, they were able to produce it at a lower cost. But, yeah, it's it's actually survived a lot longer than I thought. So it's six years. It was, it was 2012 it was released. Six years? Is it, oh, is it six years this February? Uh, it was six years this February gone, yeah. So, all right, a little bit less than I thought, but... Still not bad. Not bad for a handheld. And Square Freak called it right at the start, actually, when, when we asked people to um to provide their thoughts on, on E3 predictions, and he said death of the Vita. Yeah. 
As a Vita owner, my biggest complaints have always been a the proprietary memory, which is ridiculously expensive still. Mm-hmm. Amen. Oh, no. Yeah. And and B, the fact that only one account can use it without completely wiping the thing back to factory default. <laughs> good point. <laughs> yeah, and it, it transitioned that period between the PS3 and the PS4 where that seemed like a good idea because, you know, why why would more than one person want to take this out? But yeah, you, you're right. It's good as a remote, though, for the PS4. I use the remote play online yeah. more than anything else. In fact, yeah. I can't remember the last time I actually played the game. No, I do. I do remember the last game I played in it was Metal Gear Solid 3 a year ago when I was using it for my 10,000th trophy and I was on holiday. <laughs> that was that was it. After that point, it's only been remote play. In fact, I think I got the 10,000th trophy, I quit the game, and I switched some remote play on so I could play Prey whilst I was on holiday. <laughs> but how many people play on your PS4? Yeah, just me. Yeah, yeah. see, that's the thing for one person. And if you only had one person, then it doesn't matter if you can't switch users. True. Yeah, we've all got friends, Matt, so screw you. <laughs> Not you, Square Freak. I'm yeah. talking about Matt what? Holt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so the Vita is um, probably not going to get a lot of support. No. Nope. Wouldn't it be awesome now if they just came out with an entire, like, 45-minute <laughs> show on Shit. Vita firmware 2.0 or something like that, where they've just totally changed it? Hey, do you remember the Switch? We've done that. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. What else have we got on this list of stuff? Right. You want to do a serious one? Are we going to do the logistics first, or are we going to are we going to talk about the elephant in the room? Go on, do the elephant in the room. All right, the Switch. What are we going to see for the Switch? My prediction is we're going to get some, hopefully, gameplay footage for the Pokemon game they, they talked about last year for the Switch. Yeah, I'm down with that. We may end up getting something from a new Zelda as well. Have they said that they've started production on a new one? Oh, not, not again. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else is due to come out, because you've got the Aces, but I don't know if that's... Is that out before E3? Well, this this is what... I'll, I'll read you exactly verbatim what I've got in my notes here. Ooh. Animal Crossing on Switch, everyone loses their <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mario Tennis, that might get a good show. Yeah, new Mario Kart game? Yeah, I mean... Unlikely. I what, Mario, Mario Kart 8 again. No, but, you <laughs> know, a, a new one. Yeah, exactly. Eight. following the iphone naming convention (laughs) with the switch they'll just continue what they have been doing as well so you might get one or two new titles but i think a lot of it will be just wii u updates they are still working through making their money back on those games and it's working well for them can't dispute that fact square freaks made a good point metroids that'd be interesting yeah metroids prime or something what I want to see is decent third-party support really coming out and getting behind it because since last year, all the sales figures for the consoles have come out and if, if there's a lot of big third-party companies out there not thinking about seriously investing in it, then they're idiots. Where's Wolfenstein 2 for it? I thought that was supposed to be out by now. Because obviously they did Doom, they did L.A. Noir, South Park. Yeah. Did that come out earlier this year? Yeah, yeah. And so you had a whole host of announcements of these big AAA games where the Switch versions were coming not too long after. And Wolfenstein was one of the big ones, because obviously it you know, released towards the back end of last year, and then it's all gone very quiet. Uh, end of June, I think. End of June. Oh, not too far off. Uh, according to a little Google search, 27th of October. 2017, would that be? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that would be the original release date. <laughs> That's your word, gents. <laughs> I, I think... It, I'm with you. The third-party support is what they need, and I think they will get it, but it, they need some quite big titles. 
I think, announcing for it to maintain the momentum that they already have. Back to Square Trick again. How about a 3DS Switch Link, like back in the GBA GameCube era? I don't think you need it with the Switch, if I'm honest. No. I don't think they need to um, dilute their market in that way. I think it would be a distraction. Yeah, it would be an interest to see what happens when they launch the new online service. Yeah, we might get more details about that, I guess. Mm. Um, so what about logistics then, E3 logistics? Any predictions that we can make based on the actual show itself? The Red Arrows will open it. The Red Arrows are going to open it. <laughs> It'll be the Blue Angels, won't it? Or whatever their, their rip-off. Oh, yeah. Sorry, oh, sorry Square Freeze. It will be lots of moaning about how busy it is, why the plebs are there <laughs> again, and ticket prices. I think that'll be that'll be what we hear about it. I think there's a distinct possibility that no poor tramp outside is going to get a trolley full of cans stolen this year. <laughs> no, I think he's quite safe. It's quite safe this time round. Yeah, it's going to seem coming. No, I am. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing because I've seen what Square Freaks posted in the Discord chat, and he's basically said, "How about a good old California earthquake? The big one, basically, is what he's <laughs> predicting." <laughs> Dwayne will be there. He'll save the day, don't you worry. It'd be quite a void, wouldn't it, if if essentially all of the world's gaming press, except for me and you, Matthew, and the pet of Glaswegian, just fell off the end of America into the ocean. <laughs> into Arizona Bay. As horrific that would be, we'd be wrecking it. In I'm, really, I'm really not sure we would be, not, not once they listened. <laughs> Might not be any games made for a bit. <laughs> well, at least we catch up on backlog. Yeah. I tell you what, there'd be there'd be loads of games made. It'd just be there'd be no marketing for about three or four years. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, a bit like, like Steam. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned a prize, didn't we? And I feel like we've come to the end of our predictions. If anybody else has got any E three predictions, then um, do let us know. I guess the the only thing from E three would be probably whatever playground games are doing, because are they not doing like an RPG style game that's yet to be announced? Stuart did mention something about that a while back. Yeah. Fables, the new Fables has been rumoured for a while and Playground Games have said that they're not doing a... I don't think they're not not doing a a Horizon game, but they've also said they're working on an RPG. That'd be quite interesting. Square Freak says there's a Kickstarter game that will hopefully be at E3 that he's quite excited about, which is Re-Legend, published by uh, the the same people who brought us Terraria. Oh yeah, that was was pretty good. I remember playing that on the the Vita. It was kind of like Minecraft-esque, wasn't it? Yeah, it is something similar, yeah. Uh, but it's all in 2D. I feel like I'm about to be told because Square Freak is typing. <laughs> <laughs> is it easier if I just say it out loud? Do it. I started typing and somebody beat me to it. Yeah, it's basically like a 2D Minecraft. Uh, again, it supports mods like Minecraft and there's all sorts of crazy stuff that you can add and do to it. It's it's my my son's current obsession and we've now been playing it at home and actually set up a discord channel so that we can talk so that if we're in different rooms of the house playing it, we could still talk to each other without shouting. Oh, I wish you were my dad. <laughs> I'm old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> Touche. Right. So we've got a prize. Uh, I feel like we should give it away. Cause I said, I'd give it away to the lovely yeah. people in the discord and it might be something I do more regularly as well. So, um, what I have here is I went to, um, well, square Freak will know this. I went to a thrift store, which, um, in, Britain, we'd just call like a charity shop. We've got here a DVD from a thrift store. <laughs> I'm going to call it that. Of an absolutely classic UK TV comedy series. It's series one. I don't know how many series are made, actually, if I'm honest. Before you announce the yeah. prize, <laughs> how are we giving this away? How do we determine a winner? What I was about to do was give a really good build up, not actually reveal what it was, and then throw it to you. 
<laughs> oh, cheers. So, Matt, how are we giving this away? No. <laughs> I, I tell you what, this is got to be worth a lot of money because it's actually still sealed in the original yeah, plastic wrapper. Okay. And I think this has got a very... Oh, I think I know where you're going with it because if you're not, I've just figured out how we give this away. So, what we, what, where do you think I was going, Matt? Who can get near the actual price? Oh, that yeah, that's quite good. Yeah, that, that would be quite good, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Assuming we can find what the actual price should be. So, bearing in mind, it is a classic British television comedy series, which ran for a long time, so it was obviously very popular. It's still sealed in the unique wrapper. How much did I pay for it? <laughs> it's not VHS, is it? No, it's DVD. <laughs> I don't know if you have them over there. They're um, they're like round, disky type objects, very shiny. Yeah, I think they're coasters now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you going with how much you pay for it or how much it is worth Ooh. based on Amazon's value? Oh, is that a thing? <laughs> oh, it's a thing. I've got, I know how much it is worth on Amazon. Assuming it's the one disc, one disc version. Oh, that's that's much better. Send me send me that on Hangouts. Yeah, definitely. All right. Okay. And then let's let's do it that way. Let's let's try and be vaguely competent. Have you got that? Okay, yeah, so let's go with <laughs> let's go with how much is this actually worth if you were to buy it on Amazon.com or Co.uk if you're in, in our lovely country. It is a classic UK comedy first series still in its plastic wrap. What year? Can you give us a clue on the year? 1986. Yes. How many discs? One. One disc. Ooh, if it's awesome. one, it's a BBC program then. So I'd yeah, go yeah. for Red Dwarf. Uh, eight ninety nine. Right, so we have eight ninety nine from Kev. I'll go fifteen ninety nine. Fifteen ninety nine, a bold choice. Bearing in mind you are actually going to be committed to these values. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I not mention this is an auction? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's no, one it's, not, it's, not, it's, not. it's one disc. It's possibly then six episodes, um, which means half an hour episode, which means probably a sitcom of some description. It, it uh, ran for ten series. Ooh, uh, so it could be Red Dwarf, but they've gone longer than that. Now they've so. gone longer than that, and also they were released as two disc sets. As They're also earlier than nine eighty six. Yeah. Oh, just to give you time to think, whilst I was guessing what this what this program was because he didn't tell me straight away, I went to Red Dwarf as my second guess, and I was wrong. I am going to go for twenty three pounds and eighty pence. Twenty three pounds and eighty pence. Nice. Stu was just ripped in his, it just covered in cash. <laughs> Square Freak, do you, do you have any idea what a good old British pound is actually worth? Yes. If you do, tell us. I'm, I'm gonna. It's about 50 I'm going I'm gonna step out of this one to uh, stay in in uh, accords with your terms and conditions with physical products. It's <laughs> a good point. It's funny because Matt is a stickler for the rules. <laughs> oh yes, I think all our answers are in. Then, so um, on the one hand, it's a very big prize. On the other hand, <laughs> yeah, Matt. <laughs> Oh You've killed him. I'm just. I'm going to send. Uh... <laughs> oh dear, we're in for a doozy, aren't we? <laughs> so the actual price. <coughs> oh God, I think I've killed him. <laughs> it's worked. It was only a matter of time. Yeah, this was a farewell episode. So the actual <laughs> price was eight pounds sixty-seven. So Kev wins. Oh yes. 
I don't know whether I should be happy about that. And I think I'll just send a picture of it to the Discord channel now for everyone. <laughs> and because I can't Discord app, I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's right, Kev. You've won the first series, still sealed in its plastic wrapping of Beatles About. Beatles About, get in. Oh, phenomenal. So you only, only had Lift Land in it. <laughs> so there you go there we go that's uh, that's the prize given away and and don't forget if you want to join us on the discord next time please do so you can uh, you can chip into the podcast as we record it and you can win fabulous prizes like the first series of Beatles about <laughs> still Phenomenal. sealed still sealed yeah definitely well it's exempt from classification so my daughter can watch it as well yeah, as, a, <laughs> as I said, described by the film censor's office as fit for viewing. Mm, no, it's so. just mostly harmless. Watch out, Beatles about. <laughs> there we go. What more could you possibly want? Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, then you can tweet us at Codec Moments or you can email podcast at codecmoments.com. If you want to check out any of our other podcasts, reviews, stuff, then go to codecmoments.com and you can also enter Codec Momentum there as well which will probably be our next podcast yeah it will be end of this week really this week <laughs> yeah, I we'll, doubt we'll, that. We'll, we'll talk about that we'll, yeah. we'll see <laughs> subject to change <laughs> this is, i mean this is what we do basically i told you it'd be unrecognizable by the time we've gone through the edit yeah mainly because of the the passage of time <laughs> <laughs> so a new podcast possibly recorded this week released sometime a month after e3 yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> 2019. <laughs> yeah. Is E3 every year? Because if so, we've got a shot at it. <laughs> right, thanks very much to everybody who's joined us on the Discord channel. I've rather enjoyed this. It's been quite good. Yeah. Yeah. It's been yeah. very different. I think very different says it all there from, from that. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks for listening, and we'll uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.